Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks. Listen up, Auto Thoughts and Decepticlowns. You are listening to Prime Cuts, a nonlinear history of the Transformers franchise on television. I'm one of your hosts, Nero. I'm your other host, Audrey. We're back with more Cyberverse. We out here. Some shit is happening. Or rather, some shit has happened and we're learning about it. Yeah, it, it Cyberverse is an interesting series in which the first part of it is really heavily front-loaded with backstory yeah like we we get one episode set mostly in the present and then two episodes set various times far back um it's all very vague yeah well you know things happen over the course of a few million years it is a while it's just a couple million years ago you know how it is you know how it'd be um we watched episodes four five and six of cyberverse chapter one those episodes being The Journey, Whiteout, and Megatron is My Hero. Um, so in The Journey, our first episode, uh, we get introduced to a lot more Autobots. Yeah, we really get a couple, of, a couple of first appearances. Also, can I just say, uh, this episode is a Star Trek TOS episode. Yes. It's a huge Star Trek reference. I mean, Optimus literally has a captain's log. Yeah, no, it is. Yes, this is... This, this is a Star Trek TOS reference. Um, we get two... Uh, so, Chromie is also here. She doesn't say anything. But she's we here have, in the background. Yeah, we have, we have a few first appearances from a lot of characters that just yeah. uh, stand around and don't say anything. Yeah, so Chromie is the, the notable one in this scene who just stands around and doesn't say anything. Um, Grimlock is here. I love Cyberverse Grimlock. Um, he's very fun. Uh, th- this this scene actually introduces um, both my one of my favorites and my absolute least favorite uh, design for Cyberverse characters. Is um, your is your absolute favorite Wheeljack? My absolute least favorite is Wheeljack. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it's the facial hair I could do, but then he has his pink negligee, and I'm just like, I can't. I'm sorry. His what? Hang on, I need to look at him again. Go, yeah, go, go, take a look at Cyberverse Wheeljack. Explain to me what you think that pink thing is supposed to be. <laughs> oh, you're, it's his windshield, but it does look... It's a negligee. It does look like he's got... Huh, okay. Yeah, it's well, a know, negligee. He's dressed to impress. What What can we say? Um, it's bad. It looks bad. He looks like shit. <laughs> but, you know, Grimlock, you know, it's, it's interesting because obviously Grimlock has only had a couple of lines of dialogue up until now and... Neither of them have been actually attributed to Grimlock. So this is the first time we spend any real amount of time with him. Um, I think it's interesting that Grimlock is the the square-jawed, like, Dirk Do-Gooder kind of guy. Like, he's he's a fucking... Um, he's he's like an almost like a 40s series. He's like a Flash Gordon-esque in terms of his like, oh, yeah. attitude. Which Absolutely. is fascinating, because that is completely unlike literally any other grimlock you know grimlock is always the kind of he's extremely strong and he's usually also quite arrogant um he's often positioned as like 
the more aggressive anti-hero leader to Optimus Prime. Or if you're in the G1 cartoon, he's like a cartoon dumb guy, um, especially in season three of G1. But we've never really, I've never really seen Grimlock as like the fucking square jawed adventurer. That's very interesting. I really like this interpretation of Grimlock. I think it's fun. Um, I think there's like, for anyone who knows Grimlock in other, um, in in other series, there's some very not subtle references. Oh, for sure. Uh, uh, to it, um, including them trying to sneak in me Grimlock wherever they can, in a way that still makes sense for him. So the episode starts out with, like I said, Optimus giving a captain's log. It's the it's the voyage of the Ark, and and uh, things aren't going great. They're almost out of Energon. Um, maybe partially because. Wheeljack keeps doing things. Yeah, this is a, a return to form for uh, G1 Wheeljack, who is very much a mad scientist who makes things explode in Cyberverse he, as well. He somehow blows up part of the ship while trying to boost its scanners. I guess it's possible that you could do that, but it just seems high, It just seems highly unlikely. But basically what he's trying to do is uh, get the the arcs scanners boosted so they can it can more easily detect the allspark from farther away but optimus is like no no more projects we need to focus on getting more energon before we even think about stuff like that we are going to starve um luckily teltran one is like hey don't even worry about it i got a cool deposit for you right on this planet right here or as optimus says teletron one really he really hits that double a as like the trah yeah, he does. But, um, yeah, but it, it, there's, like, a, a complete... Luckily, there's a completely deserted planet for, uh, for just chock full of Energon for them to, to, to pick. Unluckily, when they get there, it is it appears to be deserted of Energon as well. Yeah, they, they keep seeing the signals, but they can't figure out where they are. It's like, it says that they're right in front of Energon deposit, but, you know, they can't figure out where it is. And of course, immediately as a viewer, you know, oh, it's underground. But I guess the the Energon scanner doesn't have a Z axis on it. Seems like a weird technological yeah. lapse for yeah, highly you... highly advanced mechanic beings. But if you're ma- if you're making a scanner that detects a mineral, a thing that is usually known for being inside of planets, you'd think it'd be able to tell you if something was underground. Um. They split off. Um, Optimus goes on his own, and Grimlock and Bumblebee uh, adventure out together. Uh, Grimlock and Bumblebee come to a pit, and it's literally that green AI green text working at the bottomless pit. Yep, <laughs> working at the bottomless pit factory. Oh my god! So Grimlock Start is at grabbed the new, at the not bottomless pit. It's bottomless. <laughs> <laughs> um, Grimlock gets grabbed by the ghoulies. And dragged into the bottomless pit. Unfortunate. Uh, and, and Bumblebee rushes out to find Optimus. And he's like, oh my god, Grimlock got snatched away. By the way, um, I get, you know, Bumblebee's voice box is working in this episode. I guess this is after Ratchet fixed it, but before it got busted again before he woke up on Earth. Because it wasn't working when the Ark launched. Right. Just to keep the timeline straight of can be talk or not. The answer right now is yes. 
I mean, for the most part, the answer is if it's in a memory, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I realized what would make his radio stuff way less weird visually. If his eyes just did something, like if his eyes blinked or glowed or whatever, like that'd be fine. Yeah. I just need a, I just need a visual indicator that he's speaking through the radio because otherwise it just looks like he's staring blankly. <laughs> Though I will say, I did, like, in, in the next episode, I liked the use of his radio a lot more. Yes, it helps that they had other voice actors get in on Correct. it. Instead of that it was, uh, and the that one guy. It was baked into the story. Yeah, we got to see him, how he, like, collects these things. Um, yeah. But in the past, um, Optimus and Bumblebee find Grimlock through his big stompies, which uh, are causing small earthquakes. Yeah, well, t- to be clear, they find him because he causes an earthquake, which causes them to also fall into the bottomless pit. That's right. Um, so they hit the bottom of the bottomless pit, and Grimlock's like, holy fuck, uh, that cave monster's gone, I guess. Oh shit, look at all the energon over there. And they're like, okay. Uh, and and Bubbly and Grimlock are like, great, let's go. And <laughs> Optimus is like, well, didn't you say that there are things here? And Grimlock's, Grimlock's like, like, what? And then bugs I think it's happen. fine. And then bu- a lot of bugs happen. Just remember, so many bugs happen. Remember, kids, stomp a lantern fly today. That's right. This this Grimlock's from Philly. I mean, listen, I stomped plenty of them in New York. Took one took one out while taking the trash out today. Doing your doing your civic duty. Um, but these 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 fellas are not st- stompable. It seems they're very hardy bugs. They um. They get punched and squashed and slashed and shot, and they're chilling. They're good. Eventually, they are able to extricate themselves. Yeah, well, because what happens is that a first Optimus tells the others to stand their ground, and, um... Yeah, uh, there's actually a great great line from Grimlock here where, it's, where Optimus is like, we need the Energon, and Grimlock's basically like, we need to survive the next three minutes, too. Yeah. But uh, so an Optimus like stand your ground. Get you, we got to get the energon. Then Optimus sees some of the bugs slurping on the energon. He's like, "Fuck! They eat the energon. We have to leave." And uh, all of the Autobots retreat because Optimus is unwilling to endanger even a disgusting uh, space bug for his own gain. Even a space lanternfly. He's he's just that darn noble and uh bumblebee uh you know they get back to the ark and you know wheeljack has finished boosting the the thing and optimus has decided since they couldn't recover any energon everyone on the ark is going to go into stasis mode to uh to save on energy there and of course right before going under bumblebee hears teletrain one go oh hey i found the allspark yeah and he's like wait Hey, wait, wait! But no, he's he, he has to he has to snooze. And uh, that's journey. That's j- the journey. That was that that was an episode of Star Trek: The Original Series. Now it's time for episode five. White out. White out. Um, Bumblebee remembers his his first memory of Earth, which is waking up in the middle of the Himalayan wastes and meeting a goat. It's a very funny looking goat. He's just like me for real. Uh, he mentions that the goats took him in. Yeah, and that they butted them, butted him with their funny little heads. 
And Windblade's like, hang on, I know that. I know those mountains. That's the Himalayas. Let me just simply go search the Himalayas for the stasis pod. That'll be really easy. And Bumblebee's like, cool, let's go. And Windblade is like, no, I am going to do this. You are going to stay here because we cannot take Bumblebee? this ship. Yeah, we'll find it. Yeah, we can't take the ship because they'll find it. Also, yeah, and if we and we can't, you know, I can fly there very easily. You're a car. You cannot. Um, and he, and she tells him, "I'm don't press the big red button, okay? That's the only rule. The only rule you have is don't press the big red button." And then she leaves, and he he literally immediately tries to press it. Well. He is he is warring with himself. Yes, he is. He he his hand reaches towards it, but instead of pressing the big red button, he presses the button next to it, which turns on the TV. And uh, he is a overstimulated. He's it, it, the, what follows is basically the equivalent of like the TikToks with three things going on at once. Yeah, like just, a sim video, one of those racer videos, and then like a TED talk. He's watching a speed run. He's watching Family Guy funny moments, and he's watching like fucking. I mean, what he's shapes. actually watching is HD TV at two in the morning. He's just watching yeah. infomercials. There's a lot of infomercials. There's oh, like and some, soap operas. Yeah, there's some soap opera dialogue in there too. Um, and he just he just spends the rest of this episode as a couch potato, just watching television um meanwhile windblade is heading up to the himalayas and you know just checking in on bumblebee over the comms which gets picked up by nova storm and thundercracker who are still around and they call that in to their captain slipstream women women now of course slipstream is another character who originated and animated fun fact about slipstream um, a lot of well not a lot i, I shouldn't say a lot but a couple seekers yeah from one specific episode of yep. animated she represents some part of starscream anyway um we in, in animated at least so when or slipstream says all right just tail her and wait for me to show up don't engage because i know you guys are just going to get your ass beat without me there um and you know Windblade makes it to the mountains and starts scanning around she meets the goat the goat is here. we love the goat and she does, she does find the stasis pod, and she's really excited at first, because, you know, oh, maybe there's someone in there. But, of course, it's empty, because that's, it's the pod that Bumblebee fell out of. Yeah. But, hey, there's a blaster. There is. She finds his gun. Um, and she's like, hey, that's pretty good. So she puts it in her little backpack, and then instantly, uh, the Seekers jump down and confront her. Slipstream is here. Uh, and she's like, he just, she just wants to have a little conversation, that's all. Uh, the conversation is guns, by it's, the way. It's yeah, yeah. So, so Sibling's like, you like Windblade. You and I need to talk. And Windblade's like, yeah. What do you want to say? And then Slipstream just shoots her, which is extremely funny, actually. Yes. Um, and it's like, again, this is this is looking forward a bit, but like I almost can't blame Starscream for everything he does because anything he does in this series, because it's so clear that Seekers are all Seekers by their very nature are just constantly bark, bark, snarl. <laughs> Oh yeah, all like, of these, is... <laughs> all of these guys so far have just been fucking going at it. It's nuts. Like, like there are many um, canons that you know talk about seekers being war builds or whatever, but like Cyberverse is like, yeah, no, they're war builds for real. 
I mean, in the third episode, we see Shockwave working on one. Well. It has two heads for some reason. Kind, but, I was about to say, kind of two. But, uh, you know, I, he just he was just feeling a little whimsical that day, you know? Um, so, yeah, Dr. Slipstream. Calgary's. <laughs> Slipstream uh, pretty quickly dispatches Windblade here and, you know, stomps on her chest a little bit. Um and, uh, you know, asks her all the usual questions. Like, uh, you know, where's Optimus Prime? Where's the Ark? What are you doing here on Earth? Are there other Autobots here on Earth? And Windbrother just goes, who are you exactly? You and again, the Seekers, being, this, the Seekers being just constantly bark, bark, snarl. It actually takes nothing to set them off. Oh, yeah, they have fucking hair trigger tempers. This pisses Slipstream off to no end. Um, and... Windblade manages to break free because she's being, like, held by uh, the other two. And she does the Buzz Lightyear maneuver to break free. She deploys her fucking wings to knock them over. And what follows is a pretty cool action sequence in the snow. So, uh, first... Yeah. Oh, but I forgot to... Oh, I, I want to mention Thundercracker. Uh, yeah. When when Windblade starts, you know, um, insulting Slipstream, he goes like, Don't talk to her like that. You You need to respect slipstream i just thought that was funny um he's he's a little weenie in this he's a little weenie i mean he's a little weenie everywhere that he shows up but he's particularly weenie in cyberverse he just wants the thumbs up from slipstream that's all he wants anyway he gets chucked off a cliff quite once again thundercracker you can fly he forgets this (laughs) the funniest thing about this is that like Nova Storm gets Windblade is just a little bit later in a moment that this too is Yuri, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. Gets, like, does the same thing to Windblade. Like, she throws Windblade over the cliff and she's like, cool, great. And then Windblade just flies up and almost hits her in the face because she can fly. Everyone forgets that they can fly, apparently, except for Windblade. Yeah, all of the Seekers constantly forget. No, there's... Okay, so yeah, I, I noted this down, because after she hucks Thundercracker off of a cliff, um, Nova Storm attacks and literally goes directly for the throat. Yeah. Like, no no, no funny business, just directly hands around throat. Then she dangles slips, uh, Windblade over the edge of the cliff and go and puts, puts her li- ha- finger to her lips and shushes. Yeah, this too is her. Yuri. What is going on here? Hello? This too is Yuri. But uh, Windblade escapes. Oh, well, the, uh, she and Slipstream have a little tussle down a mountain. And uh, Slipstream just kind of gets lost somewhere in the blizzard that, that starts picking up here. Like, she just kind of disappears from the fight. Um, oh, no, 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 that's not true. She she does reappear, and then Windblade hits her with the old boomerang fan trick. Gets him oh, every yeah. time. <laughs> Works every time. The one time we've seen it so far. She did something similar to uh, Nova Storm and Thundercracker when she knocked the fucking rocks on them in uh, a couple of episodes ago. But yeah, she she flies back. And, you know, she's like, well, Bumblebee, I didn't find the Ark, but I did find your stasis pod. So we know for sure that the Ark is somewhere on this planet. Um, We just need to figure it out. 
And when she's back again, we, we touched upon this a little bit before, but Bumblebee has now expanded his speech patterns to not just radio lines voiced by his actual voice actor, um, but the um, but lines from the TV he had been watching all day. One of them is some guy yelling, this cake tastes like chicken. Yeah. Um, and... I just wanted to note that because it's I don't know what was going on there. Um, anyway, yeah, he says all of the lines that we we kind of saw him parroting previously in the episode, and uh, Windblade gives him his gun back, and he's very happy. And that he, is Whiteout. Now this is the meatiest uh, episode. Yeah, now we get we lore this week. Yeah, this is the lore episode. This is Megatron is my hero, which immediately starts off with. Um, Megatron absolutely obliterating a dude in the gladiatorial arena before the war. And Bumblebee going, that guy is so fucking cool. Megatron's my hero. Yeah, and then it, it cuts to the opening credits. Yeah, cold open intro. And then immediately after the credits go, uh, and Windblade just goes, bro, what the fuck? What did you just say? Yeah, it's it's literally... So, the my, my, my line on... First of all, so... Megatron has like a couple of uh, lines in this uh, flashback as him as a gladiator, which are, you know, so ridiculous. One of them being um, like, I'm here, but when I fight, I'm not alone because I have all of you behind me. It's like, all right, yes. the people's gladiator. Great. The, the um, people's champion. He's the rock. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, Bumblebee. I'm, oh, go ahead. I want to note that Bumblebee high fives Shockwave over this. They are he sitting does. next to each other and they high five. And they're, it's... Pa- they're pals. Not for long. Well, uh, he seems so normal later. He has an <laughs> army of little drones modeled after his own alternate. He's so regular. And he's doing like crimes against Cybertronians. That pr- crimes against Primus. That's right. Um, yeah. Um, so the other thing is that like he and like the speech uh, that Megatron's giving ends with him saying till all are one again. And all I could think about when uh, they cut back from the opening credits is, uh, you know, when they be like, no, Bumblebee, he's not your hero. He just referenced the worst miniseries that I was in. <laughs> Bumblebee, that comic fucking sucks. It was so bad, Bumblebee. It doesn't have the Sarah Stone art. It had that stupid shit about Starscream's true body. Yeah. It wasn't good. Yeah, good. the Sarah Stone art was the only redeeming thing about it. No, I don't think she was. I don't think she did. She work on that one. Hang on. Yeah, no, that was Sarah Stone. Let me check. It might not have been. It might not have been. Live research. No, I don't want the phrase. I want the. I want the mini series. Um, it wasn't a mini series. It was like, it was like a small ongoing. Uh, no, it was Sarah DeRoker. different Sarah. So it didn't even have the Sarah Stone art. Sad, sad. Oh well, there are other. Co- um. Regardless, Windblade is like, no, 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 no. You don't. You forgot. You forgot how fucked up Megatron is. You need to. You need to think harder and kind of remember uh, how we got here, my friend. And so we get the first, uh, the very first Decepticon rally with some interesting guys in attendance. I'm not sure it's actually a Decepticon rally at this point. Well, it's the announcement of the Decepticons. It's it's yeah. the it's the initial uh it's like the initial like branding of the movement. It was, it's yeah. it's Mega it's Megatron saying that they will they will rise up against something. Look, they have eleven minutes. They can't exactly tell us about 
uh, Cybertron's political situation. Functionally, this episode is like a super fucking speed ran version of uh, like IDW Megatron origin story. Basically, like we 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 just we just hustle through that shit, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Interesting cast of characters behind him. So uh, you know, obviously, Soundwave, Starscream, those aren't surprising. And Shockwave. Those guys are always there. So it's Shockwave three, and it's three Shadow Striker. Actu- right, and Sh- Shadow Striker. Right. So it's four of his actual lieutenants, and then they're interspersed with Optimus, RC, and Bumblebee. Nope. Wrong. Bumblebee's the audience. The, the oh, no, you're right. Auto- Ratchet. 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 It's Ratchet in the background, which is interesting. Also, by the way, Saren Stone. They came out as non-binary at some point. Oh, my bad. Um, So, yeah, Bumblebee is, seems to be into the whole Decepticon thing at the first, at the, at that at that rally. But once again, Windblade's like, no, 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 no. You you gotta go deeper. You gotta, you gotta think harder. Okay, Bumblebee? You need to think harder about Megatron. Um, so he does. And he goes deeper. And he remembers uh, sometime later when he and Optimus are rolling up to Megatron's like little little command center, right? With some uh, uh, some generic orange seekers. Yeah, you're, you're, we've already seen a bunch of them and you will see more of them. Oh, yeah. Um, they they kind of push their way. In. I, by the way, I really enjoy... That apparently at this point in time, Optimus is still a data clerk. He's like six foot seven and talks, and he's built like a fucking linebacker. But no, he's he's like a data he's like a data clerk. He's like a librarian. Yeah, Starscream even makes fun of him for it. You better be obeying the Dewey Decimal System, or I'm gonna fucking kill you. Uh, yeah. So Optimus and. Bumblebee, it, we, we cut to them being like, hey, so, newsflash. Yeah, Windblade's like, no, 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 no. This still paints him too good. Look deeper. And then, like, yeah, look deeper. You have to remember how much of a bastard he is. Yeah, we so, get, we kind of get the spark of the war here, um, which, of course, is Optimus and Megatron arguing about stuff. Yeah. Um, as So, basically, Optimus and Bumblebee decide to visit Megatron at the Septicon HQ to... Stop him from committing terrorism, presumably. Um, yeah, we don't get any details, but presumably he's he's do he's killing people, blowing stuff up, or whatever. Yeah, if he has not come to violence yet, it is imminent. Um, yeah. And Optimus is like, "No, we must not do this." Yeah, and Megatron's like, "But I wanna." Um. So right as they as they're going through past these golden seekers again. Um, there's like the whole menagerie of Decepticons that they get through, um, oh. as we, as we mentioned before, <laughs> um, Sunstorm is there. That's fun. Yeah, he's there. There's like a, all, all, there's Sunstorm. like a whole little smattering of, uh, minor seekers. We've got Sunstorm, Thrust, Acid Storm, Acid Storm Ramjet, they're all, all the fucking Z tier yeah. guys are there. I mean, I mean... The Coneheads. No, they're Z tier. I'm sorry. <laughs> the co- I mean, in this, they're Z tier. In in G one, they're they're like R tier. Yeah, they're slightly <laughs> better, I suppose. Um, but uh, the most notable one is, as we mentioned before, is Shockwave doing crimes against Primus. Um, he is doing surgery wh- on a grape. 
he's got a twi- two-headed seeker, however that happened, and he's just doing some work on it. He he like looks it's over just his shoulder. Like strafe. And, he looks over his shoulder at Bumblebee and basically hisses like a cat. There's also yeah. Shadow. There's also Shadow Striker, who we, you know, we're naming her. She hasn't been named yet, but she's the like purple, uh, lady who, depending on what time the flashback is in, is either like a sleek bounty hunter or like a cobbled together person. We'll probably like learn her. how that happens. We'll probably yeah, she's great. I like her. Like looking at Bumblebee. What are you looking at, motherfucker? And he was. Yeah. He literally was not looking at her. All I could think, all I could think of when it got to Shockwave is Bumblebee being, how could you do this? We high-fived. I know, right? Don't oh be my a God. sicko. I went to football with that guy like three weeks ago. What the uh, fuck? Yeah, but um, Warzone, that's that's basically, you know, he, he offers Bumblebee and Optimus the ultimatum and they turn it down. You know, you know how yeah. it be. You know, you know how it Bumblebee. Um, and then we get like our last real flashback. Yeah, um, we have we get we get Windblade checking in one more time and going like you see that's what you know Megatron plunged this planet into war. He took so much from us. He took so much from you. And Bumblebee's like, wait, what was that last part? And Windblade's like, no, 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 wait, hang on, don't re-traumatize yourself. Yeah, yeah. She's like, you don't need to know about it. In fact, you don't even know need to know what it is. You like nope. <laughs> she's like, don't you don't need to, need to see don't those details. Don't even you don't, need don't to even s- worry about it, man. Don't even think about it. But he's like. I want to oh, think well, about it. Well, now I'm thinking about it. You just said don't think about the pink elephant, so guess what? Fuck. Um, Inception got me again. Uh, so, yeah. So, the last flashback is um, of after the war has started. Cybertron's on fire. Yep. Um, I like to think that this is three weeks later. It just, it just went to hell real fast. I mean, it'd be really fun if it went to hell that quickly and then lasted at the same pace, like plateau oh, yeah. for four million years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just nightmare shit. Bumblebee um, is doing some scouting. You know how it would be. He's broken into Shockwave's lab. Right. Um, and uh, Shockwave, as, as Nero mentioned earlier, has created drones that kind of look like his gun form. Yeah, in this, in this continuity, Shockwave turns into like a... Basically a Metal Gear, like... It's a it's a tank with walk with mech legs on it. It, it looks pretty cool. Um, anyway, he's got Vector Sigma down there, just all casual, like you know, it's it's fine, it's normal. Um, and you know, Megatron's telling him once the all spark is delivered, the plan can begin. Uh, so anyway, so everyone needs to yeah, everyone needs to capture Bumblebee. Um, because he gets <laughs> seen. I he I was there and Shockwave was with the God Computer and there were babies and one of the babies looked at me and it scared me and then I got chased. Uh, Sh- Shockwave immediately. This is the funniest thing to me is that Shockwave immediately calms Starscream. Yeah, he, he's like, like, I'm not gonna. Star- I'm not gonna. Starscream, get him. Starscream, acquire the target. And Starscream immediately bitches back at him. He's like, Why do I always clean up your messes? Um. But he He's goes. A busy man. Um, he needs to do more crimes against his, God. He goes after Bumblebee with two Golden Seekers in tow. Um, the Golden Seekers are useless. Bumblebee takes them out very, very quickly. One of um, them runs into a wall and explodes. Yeah, he's dead, but it's fine. Um, my favorite. Thankfully, part- that'll well, be the only gruesome death in Cyberverse, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, Wink. It's definitely the only one you'll see on screen. Um, Wink. <laughs> Um, 
My, the great line, there's, uh, Bumble, uh, Starscream has my favorite line of this episode, uh, as he continues pursuing Bumblebee, which is, um, stay still, you little dirt-kissing ground pounder. I wrote that down, I was like, wow, that is the most racist thing <laughs> on Cybertron. He just, he just said, like, eight slurs. Yeah, I was like, oh, who, I, I like, I want to shake the hand of whoever came up with that line. <laughs> you dirt-kissing ground pounder. <laughs> you li- little dirt kissing ground pounder. <laughs> Good lord! But yeah, he he manages to avoid Starscream with the strat of tunnel. Um, and you know Starscream doesn't play Ace Combat, so he can't fly into the tunnel. But you know who can? Shadow Striker. And once again, this is her weird Frankenstein together appearance. I don't know how she got like that. Presumably, we will learn. Um, a lot happened in those three weeks. <laughs> yeah, a lot. It seems like a lot happened. I hope we see that two-headed seeker sometime again. Um, anyway, Shadow Striker seems to, you know, be tossed away. She gets she gets stingered, but Soundwave is here, and he's got a fucking wall of sound to deal with this little dirt kissing ground pounder. He's so cool. He liter- He's literally the coolest guy so far. Um, and he he fucks Bumblebee all the way up, <laughs> like no no trouble at all. Just just fucking obliterates him, and uh, he gets dragged off to Megatron. And you won't believe, it, it, yeah. So Shadow Striker's also there. <laughs> she yeah, helps. She, she's like she, I helped. <laughs> she looks like she's ready to fucking kill Bumblebee right then and there. But Megatron's like, Nah, it's fine. I want to talk like- to him. And she protests, Soundwave doesn't do much, but she protests, and Megatron just, like, looks at her and is like, what is he gonna do to me, Shadow Striker? Like, look at me and look at him. It's fine. Um, and then he turns to Bumblebee and is like, hey, what if I made a Decepticon ethnostate? Wouldn't that be nice? That's what Till All or One means, right? Yeah. And Bumblebee's <laughs> like, no, actually, that doesn't sound nice. Uh, it sounds fucked up. <laughs> very diametrically opposed to my ideals, actually. <laughs> actually, I'm glad I did not join you. And Megatron's like, that's fine. And, and you know, Bumblebee's like, I'm going to tell everyone about this plan. And Megatron's like, actually, uh, no. Because I'm going to do some stuff to you. And that this, this camera pan is so much more brutal than if we saw it happen, by the way. Yeah. The, um, because we, we see Megatron wrap his hands around Bumblebee's throat, and then, you know, he screams, and the scream gets more distorted as he tears out his voice box. Yeah. And we just pan over to a destroyed billboard with a bunch of loose wires sparking. It's grim. Don't this, you like visual storytelling? grim. <laughs> and yeah, and, and yeah, so he he's the one who tore out uh, Bumblebee's voice box, as is often usually the case in continuities where he he's missing his voice box i think it's that's the case in the movie and that's also the case in um in prime well it's the case in the original uh bay bay movie in bumblebee it's blitzwing right um um and it's also been it was also like alluded to here earlier yes in this series and uh, when you know he comes out of this memory and Windblade is is obviously pretty worried about him re-experiencing that. But, you know, he seems fine. He's laughing. He's like, ah, he'll never get me to stop talking. I love talking. Um, but, you know, it's it, I think it's fairly clear that he's just kind of putting on a brave face for this. Because that's grim. That's, that's some fucked up shit to go through, my man. Yeah. And he's like, 
the, the like the last part of it is him being like i can't believe i ever thought that said that scud was my hero scud yeah then we get some new uh we get some new transformers profanity in this show because at this point uh they can't use slag anymore because that means slut in like britain so right they had to make up new stuff I like, but I like really, scud. they should have just kissed, stuck with things like a ground, uh, dirt kissing ground pounder. <laughs> dirt kissing ground pounder. I'll always have a soft spot for sideways calling Hotshot a turbo nerd in the Armada for fucking dub. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's Megatron is my hero. It, it's fine. It's fine. We're doing great. We're, We're doing an hour great. into this series, to be clear. Oh yeah, this is a happy hour mark, everyone. You could watch all of chapter one. In like an afternoon, like it's, it's, it, I'm pretty sure all of those episodes together are like two hours and some change. It's like watching one of the Bay movies, but you know, not a nightmare. Regardless, that'll be the end of our episode coverage. But we've got some questionarinos to answer. Uh, we don't have any. Uh, oh no, well, we do have one on yeah, uh, Twitter.com. Which is what it still says in the address bar, Elon, you dipshit. Um, that X doesn't fool me, the up in the corner. I, I know what it is. I can see through the smoke and mirrors. Anyway, all cats are lesbians at what is cosplay asks, does Grimlock's speech pattern count as a form of Yoda speech? Hey, if the Quintessens created a warrior race that had chemical dependence on a specific chemical that they stored in cube. If the Quintessens created a warrior race that had a chemical dependence on a specific chemical that they stored I assume there was supposed to be a what if in there. Are there Quintessens in this show? It doesn't seem like there are. I don't remember them, but I also, I actually haven't watched all of it. Maybe they pop I up never later. watched chapter four, so. Maybe there's some Quintessens in there, but I don't, I don't remember hearing about any. Uh, Grimlock's speech pattern is not Yoda's speech. Obviously, this Grimlock does not have the classic Grimlock speech pattern, but he just talks like a—he just talks like Captain Caveman. He's just like a dumb caveman guy. His uh, grammar. The only thing is... I will say—I—I I, mentioned it in passing, but I didn't say the actual line—is um, I, I did say that they—they they try to get in me Grimlock as much as possible, um, and he had a line where uh, while they were fighting the lantern bugs, um, where he went the lantern flies that uh, he went, uh, you're strong. But not as strong as me, Grimlock. That's that's pretty good. Um, which is a very funny. So they keep trying. This is not the yeah. last time that they will try to do that. But they 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 wedge it in in very funny ways. Very good. But yeah, no classic Grimlock speech pattern. I don't think it's Yoda speech because like there's no real. There's not as much grammatical reshuffling. I don't think it's mostly just that he he just he just uh, eliminates like prepositions mostly I, I don't know grammar get a get a get a grammar guy to tell you what grimlock's like speech quirk is i don't i don't know what it he is. he only He's... talks he doesn't use subject pronouns he only uses object pronouns uh, okay that's what it is yeah um now so how about speak similarly to like a patois or creole because that's Cree now creole grimlock hang on a minute well, I or I, I rather uh, a patois, a creole, or a pigeon, which are like formal linguistic terms, as opposed to the like ethnic ethnic uh, label of creole. Right, but what if what if what if? Interesting idea. Someone should get on that. Someone should show. Someone should see about those possibilities. Anyway, how about you take us through the Discord? Yeah. 
For the record, a pigeon is a combination of two languages when a colonizer uh, takes over a colony and those are forced right. to uh, combine. And a creole is that same pigeon after um, it has been learned as the first language by uh, a generation. Right. Um, just as a heads up. All right. You, questions from... You, like, you, learn some, you learn something on this podcast. Yeah, I was a linguistics minor. Teehee. Um... From Ruby Road Rage, how many purple seekers does it take to change out a light bulb? There's no, there's no number of them that could do it in this show. You remember, there's that bit in the ID in the IDW comics where all of the Decepticons get pulled into the really big, stupid Decepticon. You need that amount of purple seekers. You need like five million of them, and maybe, maybe they can change the light bulb. It's not a hundred. It's like you got. It's like a seventy-five percent chance, though. You can. You, there's no number you can get to where you can get a hundred percent chance they're going to change that light bulb. Yeah. Um, okay. From EBDB Miss Prime. Well, someone has to say it. So, how much money would Megatron make by posting on X.com, formerly known as Twitter.com, because you know his ass would pay for the clout check mark. See, I don't think he would. Megatron's not that guy. He. At least not this. Me- I'm trying to think if there any is are any Megatrons that would do that, and I'm I can't really think of it. Armada. Never mind. Armada and Megatron would, but he probably would anyway, just for like so he can be first in every uh, comment section. Would he be posting inflammatory shit to the timeline to get that ad revenue? Yes. Well, no, he would be doing it because he enjoys doing it. But the ad ad revenue would be a bonus point. That's like a special bonus. Yeah. Now every version of Starscream would do. Yes. Except once again, our well, again, I'm just not sure if he wouldn't be too cheap to do it. That's true. Some of them are definitely too stingy. Now, Armada Starscream is or not Armada. Animated Starscream is definitely not. Animated Starscream absolutely has the check mark. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, he's paying sixteen dollars somehow. I'm he's, not he... sure. I'm not sure. Prime Starscream. Definitely not. Yeah. He's all about he's all about budget cuts. He's all about no combat needs, engagements. He also needs a new liver. So <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He really doesn't have up. the money to spare for most of that show. He's gotta save up. Fucking Mr. Crimes took his liver. Is that I a can't spoiler? That's not it's a spoiler, te- is it? It's te- it is technically a spoiler. That is oh, sorry about it. But <laughs> looking ahead, folks, <laughs> Starscream gets on, uh, gets his organ stolen. That's right. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, animated absolutely would do it. Oh, he, he all of his clones also would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Except yeah, maybe no, Substream. Yeah, she's the smart one. Um, but this Megatron, I like I said, I don't. I, you know, he only has it because he, uh, it's, it's really the love of the game, you know. Yeah. It it's uh, it's not about chasing the cloud. He's already got all the cloud he needs. Actually, he didn't ask for it, but Elon forced it on him. Right. And now he he's keeps, just gaming it. Yeah, he's like, he's, you know what? Fine, whatever. I'll I'll roll with it. You know. Um. Okay. From Cyber Aurora. Aurora. What Autobot has been forced to have a blue check mark by notable Transformer villain Elon Musk? Well, we just said uh, Megatron. Autobot. Oh, which no? Oh, sorry, which Autobot? You're right. Um, Wheeljack. I think I think the funniest one would be Ultra Magnus. <laughs> <laughs> he would try to sue over it. <laughs> You're right. He you reads got it every sing- He reads every single one of those TNC. 
Absolutely. Oh my god, you you got it in one. Absolutely, <laughs> it's Ultra Magnus. Um. Okay. Nero from Disney minus asks, which Transformer gets to kill him in Minecraft, and how brutal and or funny is it? Again, Megatron. Yeah, he gets the Ironhide in the '86 movie treatment. I think. Yeah, you know, I just, mean, just just the no look whoomp. Listen, uh, like we have a character who was the professional blood sport person. So that's right. I would leave it to him. He's got it. Look, he's, I, I trust him to have it handled. He We're getting that. into he, a lot of Elon Musk here now. I'm kind of, <laughs> kind of fascinated how, by the way. These, how uh, did these... that? Yeah. How did that start? I did not mention him in the, in the question post. It just happened organically. Yeah. Um, so again, from Ruby road rage, uh, Ruby. Wait, no, we... you skipped one from Rosie the Riveter. Oh, I did. Sorry. From Rosie the Riveter. This is mostly for the last episode. What, which transformer would you turn God? I think I said ultra Magnus for that as well. Didn't I? I think you said, uh, um, no, he said perceptor. Yeah. You said perceptor last time, which but this opens really up funny. to more than an Autobot though. So you can also turn a Decepticon God if you want to. And they're already goth. Um, most of them are indeed already goth what about okay but i i will i will say a very funny other person to turn goth would be hot rod that's kind of what happened in lost light no he <laughs> he turned sad he turned no, he, depressed there's a there's turned, a difference he painted himself purple i mean yeah <laughs> he he picked up a megaphone and said i'm entering my sad girl era everyone um Beach just Comer. to let you all know beachcomber 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 would be such a funny oh my god that's it it's beachcomber beach goth beachcomber Ooh, that's powerful i like that he goth perceptor and goth beachcomber are two of the most powerful gothifications we <laughs> conceive of perceptor was a pretty good uh first first call i have to say <laughs> it was yeah put um some, put some eyeliner on that <laughs> It's so shaky, though, because he only has one eye that can see well. <laughs> the depth perception. Yes. Yeah. No, it's fine. He, we can just have him and Brainstorm reenact that one picture of the two of the two girls applying right. the makeup. It's yeah. that, that can be them. It's That's fine. right. Really good simpatico content we're creating here. Um, <laughs> okay, now from Ruby Row Rage Ruby again. If we were to banish M- Melon Musk from existence and into the Transformers universe, what would be his villainous traits? The same as they are right now. There's so almost every human villain in a Transformer series is just a big tech guy. Yeah, like every almost. I mean, um, literally that one guy from Dark of the Moon. I'm pretty sure was a tech bro, right? Like the the guy from Age of Extinction. Age of Extinction. Yeah, 100%. Stanley Tucci. He's a tech guy. Like they're all tech guys. They're all tech guys. Archiville was the first, was a Silicon Valley pioneer. I'll have you know. Yeah, he made I mean, the look at, I mean, look at animated, right? Oh my God! There's so many of them. Fucking Henry I mean, Masterson. He's Henry Ma- Headmaster. Absolutely has a fucking Twitter check. I mean, Sumac himself. Yeah, Sumdac. I think I think Sumdac also has the check mark. Um, but Henry Masterson. Now that's an Elon Musk reply guy right there. Yeah um epic bacon today sir <laughs> uh from short screen chat do you prefer big dumb grim like grimlock like g1 or big smart grimlock like here i like them both i prefer big angry grimlock i like the co- i like the comics grimlock um i like i do like the comics grimlock i do like that in cyberverse he has room to actually be a character 
Yeah, he is more than the dumb muscle he is in the G1 cartoon or the, like... He's also kind of dumb muscle animated, but he's way more of, like, an unpredictable wild card type of character. Um, yeah. You know, I, I kind of like anti-hero Grimlock. But, yeah, I, I, do, I, do, I am interested in seeing where square-jawed hero Grimlock goes. That's this, a fascinating way to take the character. I do also really like this character, this version of Grimlock, just because we don't have any other character, period. Not just any other form of Grimlock, but any other character, period, in, in most series that fills this particular niche that he does. Yeah, not really. Of, like, the daring-do adventurer, basically. Hot Rod thinks he's this, but he's uh, not. Yeah, he's like this, but in in a decade. Right. Um, Nero from Disney Minus asks, how would you go about making a Halloween slash horror episode of Transformers? Use any Transformer y'all would feel would make sense, would be funny in it. I mean... It's all... The perfect one already exists, and it's in Prime Season 2. Yeah. Spark Eaters are always, are always a good way to go. Yep. Yep, yep, for sure, for sure. And also, you know, uh, I like Along Came a Spider. That's a pretty good uh, Halloween episode. But yeah, the the one from the one from Prime uh, season two is literally literally just like the best one. I I can't really come up with one better than that. It's yeah, great. It's it's very I very good. I can't wait to talk about it. Prime the season Starscre- two is one of the best seasons of Transformers. The media. Starscream and Knockout content in that episode is fucking phenomenal. <laughs> I love those two. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, Sobwitch in the Fog asks, what's the main social media site slash posting style of the characters you've seen so far? Are they worth following? I like this one because I, now I feel comfortable actually answering this because I have a lot more familiarity with, with a lot of our cast here. Um, Optimus is definitely like just, just, he tweets like Chris Evans. I, I don't think. think I don't think Optimus tweets. I think he has a Facebook. That's right, and I think he types in all caps. He doesn't know how to turn it off. Um, he either types in all caps or he capitalizes the first letter of every word. Bumblebee is a TikTok boy. Absolutely, um, he's he's doing the TikTok dances. He's he's doing all of it, you know. Um, when and, Blade... you know, person. Oh, sorry. Personally, I would not follow Bumblebee, but that's because I'm not on yeah. TikTok. Windblade posts only on LinkedIn. She's a professional. Not about that tweet life. Um, Soundwave. He's got a SoundCloud. He's got and a, a Bandcamp. Band he posts. He be, he's posting tracks. Um, he's very enigmatic. No one knows anything about him. He never tweets. He never posts. Shadow Striker definitely has four different vent accounts for several different things. And none of the... It's all only her. She just follows them with her other accounts. That's the vibe I get from her right now. Megatron uh, Grimlock, tweets. Oh, he tweets. He's a, he's a tweeter. He's a big time tweeter. Um, Grimlock posts hiking selfies and stuff. He's like an adventure. He's like an adventure blog. He's like a travel blogger. He's always diving and hiking and and all of that stuff. Grimlock has a YouTube channel. Yes, absolutely. He's got he's and he's he makes dad jokes the whole time. God, I mean the Seekers just have a giant group chat, right? Like. Oh that's yeah, they, they're, they're just they're on Discord. That I was so scared of the disc. What is? Oh my god, what is that one uh, meme of the audio of like all of the all of the kids in the Discord yes. call, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then someone joins and they all scream and disconnect. That's the Seekers when Slipstream joins the call. Oh well, uh, um, or Starscream. Starscream. Yeah, I was about to say Starscream's really the one. 
Oh man. Shockwave has been banned from uh, most social. Shockwave has like a restraining order against him from using the internet. Yeah, he's 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 got he's got he's, he can't go on the. Internet. It is he's, it is a a uh, condition of his parole. <laughs> yes. Uh, are there any other characters that we know so far? Oh, Wheeljack. Um, I th- Wheeljack is another YouTube guy to me. He's he's the, he's the DIY life hacks guy, but they all go. He's really popular, but only because all of his videos go catastrophically wrong. Wheeljack has a stem tumbler. Absolutely. Um, okay. And our last question this week is again from Nero from Disney Minus. Do you prefer pre-human Earth, human Earth, or post-human Earth for a Transformers series? Have we ever had, like, we actually, there is. There is one show that I know of that is set on a post-apocalyptic Earth, I think. And I'm pretty sure it's Beast Wars Neo, the Japan-only anime that has never been officially released here. Huh. But other than that, I don't think there are any, like, a post-apocalyptic Transformers series would be interesting. Um, but we never have ever gotten any that. Obviously um there's also like no human there's no earth series is like uh large portions of this show and uh beast machines and stuff like that in the the war for cybertron trilogy right um look i know that i rag on the human characters a lot but i i do like i do like the the autobots hanging out in the world and interacting with humans i i would say i like a post-human earth best just because i think it's easiest to do well yeah i think i think human earth is the most interesting when done well i just don't trust it well you know you get a lot of annoying guys out of it right that's i mean it's you get yelling but you know with no real thing to point to for a transformers series set on a post-human earth i have to go with human earth because it's just like that's just unexplored territory it's I mean, the, I think, that's the one i want to see now I, like i want to see more of that but i think the the question might be trying to refer to cyberverse here obviously it's not actually post-human but it might as well be yeah i mean and maybe it's not obviously po- post-human uh not post-human i mean we see Windblade fly through cities and stuff and there's like tv like there. The thing about Cyberverse is that they are on Earth and there are humans, you know, just off screen, just over there, you know? Yeah. Um, but like a true post-human Transformers series would be kind of fascinating. I'm not going to lie. There's bits of, um, just like a couple of bits of some IDW stuff that kind of dips into that. But I want I want like a, yeah, I don't know. I, I'll, I'm going to ruminate on that. I'm going to think about that. Fascinating. Fast fascinating idea old chap well well, as uh they think about that uh that is it for us this week um we've been prime cuts you can find us on twitter at prime cuts pod um i'll probably make a blue sky for us soon oh you Uh, got that invite yeah i've been on blue sky for a bit so if you want one i can get you one maybe, maybe i'll take you up on that uh we are also part of Noise Space Network. A lot of good stuff on that. Uh, you should join our Discord. Um, descriptions in the link. Descriptions in our Twitter bio. Uh, sorry. Links in our description. Links in our Twitter bio. My God. Um, uh, and I've been Audrey. You can find me on Tumblr, Twitter, co-host, and yes, Blue Sky at Optimum on Prime. My funny robot internet joke. You can listen to the other podcast I do. It's called Pod Agreed. It's about Yu-Gi-Oh! It's also on Noise Space. 
Uh, I have, uh, I'm part of a radio drama that will hopefully ha be having updates very soon, uh, cause we're finally having some forward momentum there. And I'm also starting a New York foodie podcast with a friend on Moonshot that's going to be called I'm Eden here. Stay tuned for more on that. I am Nero. You can find me on Twitter at Dragons. Would you find me on co-host at, uh, Dragon Snuggler. You can find me on Tumblr at Cyclonus with a five, um, you can find my various other projects in various other places. Radio Free Heidelin, uh, they show that it will be relaunched later this month with a new format. And you can find that at Heidelin Radio on Twitter and Radio Free Heidelin on co-host. Talk Cycles will have its its socials and its own feed up somewhat soon. That's both shows I do with my friend Jane. Radio Free Heidelin is about Final Fantasy XIV. And Talk Cycles is about contemporary uh, animation. Um, Western animation. Um, and I, we've also got the pod of power about She-Ra that you can find in, in anywhere you get your podcast. That's, that's still a great show, both the podcast and the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the animated series. You should watch it. It's good. That's it for me. All right. Well, until next time, then I'm going to stomp on a lantern fly, transform and roll out. I am going to uh, graciously allow the the disgusting space cockroaches to live their lives, transform and roll out. Wow, so brave. I'm so I'm so noble. I know. Peach. Peach. Peach.